This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome along to the final edition this week of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the ATB Tour Tennis Show, brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and joining me is our ATP Tour senior handicapper. It's an informed Sean Calvert. Sean, good morning to you, sir. Well, afternoon. Morning. Sir. Yeah, afternoon I thought I got, afternoon, got a bit confused there. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, how are you doing? Well, I've got a new camera and I'm rather red. I'm, I'm trying to work out the settings and I don't understand what I'm doing here. Do but, uh, I, might have to rev- I might have to revert back to the other camera. It's, it seems to be moving in and out, but uh, we'll have to see it how we go with light. this. I don't know. It does look a bit red to me, but oh, that's just me. I've just done 30 lengths of the swimming baths as well. So that was that was uh, that, that, may, that may have helped. As that well. would have taken me about a month to do 30, 30 lengths. That's after half a mile. Two, after two lengths, I'm absolutely shattered. I can't. Not not tired, but I can't I can't get my breath. I think my breathing's a bit dodgy when I do swimming. I think my technique's all um all wrong. But I definitely couldn't do thirty lengths, that's for sure. Thirty lengths is half a but just under half a mile. So I, I'm I'm gonna step it up next week, try to do fifty. I'm trying to get fit. I'm on a I'm on a big regime to get fit. I mean, I, I've decided to leave the Stellas and the hamburger diet and go for a little more healthy living and I'm trying to it to get fit. That's not my I'm, plan. I'm doing this I'm doing just a bit of jogging, a bit of running, sort of that sort of thing. I'm I'm no good at swimming. I can I, I'm either hundred mile an hour or zero. I can't I can't swim at like a steady pace at all. Just never been able to do it. I want to get back and play a, a football match. I'm, I haven't played a competitive football match oh, for about geez. ten years, and I want to have a football game, and I want to show people that I actually was quite good. That so is going to hurt. That. That's well. That's the that's the that's the target. Whether it's I can the muscles it, afterwards, you're going to be aching for about a week after that. I know. I wanted to start join a tennis club as well, but it was extortionate money, and I thought to myself, would I? Would I use it in November, December? That's that's the problem with British tennis, isn't it? Don't get me started on that. Yeah, so I've decided to go swimming at the moment, get fit, get the old cardio going in the gym, and then ready for the football match very soon. So that that's the goal. How long it lasts, I don't know. It could last a week, it could last two weeks. I'm not sure, but the the idea is to get to get motivated. The lockdown, I was going to get motivated. I bought an exercise bike. I was going to. <laughs> I was on it for a week, and thought, no, no, thank you. You had and about the, a year and a half of lockdown. You didn't manage to nah, didn't manage to do it. Well, the weather got good, didn't it? So I sat in the garden drinking beer rather than uh, rather than get on the on the on the bike but the intention was there my intentions are good yes. whether i could keep it going i don't know and anyway, that's enough about the uh, the fitness regime the nigel seeley dvd will be coming out fitness uh getting getting fit and getting fit fit at, fit at 50 i can see that being straight there. to bargain basements in every petrol station <laughs> there it's far. gonna be look how bright the red faces after doing 30 lengths my god it's absolutely terrible hopefully these settings could come it down because this i'll be stopping traffic if i look like this if i was really going down hopefully it's the settings okay we've got five matches uh we're going to talk about tomorrow in shanghai but before we do that sean uh, we've got uh yesterday's show you gave two picks one winner and one loser so far but a small profit because uh Fuksovic was a decent price uh in his match against Felix Orzialis alias Sim that the problems continue for the Canadian and we've got one more match now to determine whether it's a winning day or a losing day and we 
it's more or less just about to start as we're it's recording started, this. Yeah. Yeah, Safalin against uh, Zverev. So we'll give you a little bit of an update on that as as we go on. But uh, I'm sure by the time this drops, we'll know our fate, whether whether Zverev wins and we lose money or Safalin wins and we cash two of our three picks. But anyway, it's been a great couple of weeks. We're now up to 17.18 units of profit here on the ATP Tour show on Betting Weekly. So all good. And the Asian swing has been very, very profitable for us. Okay, let's try and keep that run going into the weekend and uh, heading into next week. We've got uh, five matches on the second round here in Shanghai. Uh, it's the round of 64 to 128-man tournament. The top 32 seeds got a buy through to round two, so they're in action here today. And uh, also through to the last, well, the last 32 is our pick, Umber, 80 to 1, and also our last, uh, Hercash is through to the last Sorry, last 64 for Umber and last 32 for Herkash. Anyway, let's move on. We've got five matches. We're going to start off with uh, an interesting match between Nicholas Jarry, uh, a proven player. They're not quite sure whether this is going to be his surface or not. I'm not you know, wait to hear what you have to say about that. He's up against a very talented Frenchman, in, a young Frenchman in Terence Atman. Uh, Nicholas Jarry is minus 265 for the win here. Uh, Atman is plus 205, but he comes with a bit of a... Reputation at man. A lot of people are talking him up as a player who's going to be a very talented player. He's only 21 years of age. He's new on tour. Um, I don't really know much about him. I've heard you speak about him before, Sean. I know you're you're quite keen on what you see here. Um, Jerry obviously is the, is the proven player, the highest seed, the player with all the experience and the heavy favorite minus 265. I'm going to give you some props after you break this down for us here. Yeah, just quickly before I go into this, I think we need to talk about the conditions because oh, sorry, the, no, it's right. It's just it's just the fact that the weather looks quite moody tomorrow. It's it's going to be really windy all day. Could be thirty kilometer mile an hour winds. It, it, according to the forecast, it's supposed to be 30, 30 kilometers an hour winds pretty much all day, and there's a fair chance of rain as well coming in later on in the afternoon. But the early matches should be okay. But it just depends whether that rain hits, but even if the rain doesn't hit, it's going to be really windy. So, you know, you might get some peculiar scores. Uh, it's just something to bear in mind because I'm, I'm never keen on going big on a day where there's a, a very, very lot of wind um, in the forecast. It, it sometimes makes some some strange outcomes. But um, just on this match, actually, um, Atman, he does have the sort of game that can cause problems for Jarry in quick conditions. He, he reminds me a lot of Hugo Umber, actually, in the way he plays. Very aggressive. Very sort of really aggressive, actually, very, very hit and miss. He's one of the most aggressive players I've ever seen. Left hander very much the same as Umber, even even more aggressive than Umber, maybe. And Umber beat Jerry very comfortably in the end when they met in on a hard court in Toronto a few months ago, winning um twenty-two percent more second serve points that day. And but he only converted three out of thirteen break chances. That was a windy day as well, actually. If if you can move Jerry around um with power and pace you know, make him hit on the run. Don't don't let Jerry just stand there and and, and hit. You know, you gotta move him around. And that's what Umber did really well. Um and on a quick court, Atman can do a very, very similar job. He is very hit and miss, I should say. His his good sets are brilliant. His bad sets not so good. Um but I don't think the wind will help the Nicholas Jerry serve either. So I think there's quite a lot of reasons to be optimistic about Atman's chances here. He's shown what he can do at main level. I've said before he had he's had a great season at challenger level. You know he came out and bageled Nishioka in, in the opening set in quick conditions in Juha, and then he ran out of legs because he played a lot of tennis the previous few weeks. That man's been on the Chinese swing for a while because he's playing challengers in China before these main level tournaments, and he started well in a, a, most of his last 
recent matches, he's won 13 of his last 15 opening sets um, as that man. And he's playing his fourth match here because he's had to come through qualifying. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things to like about Atman. I'm, I'm not sure he can perhaps... I'm not totally convinced that he can keep it up for the whole three sets if he needed to. But I think on the matchup and in the conditions, I think he's got a, a reasonable chance. I've, I've actually taken him to win the first set here, the 2.63 with Bet Rivers. I think he's he's shown that he's a fast starter and it's, um, it's a prop that I like rather than to win the match. But either or is good. Yeah, Atman is plus 163 to win set number one here against Nicholas Jarry. If you're looking at the total, it's 23 and a half. Usually with Jarry matches, you never get anything lower than higher than sorry, lower than 23 and a half, always around about 24 and a half, 25 and a half. A total games won by Atman is uh over 11 and a half at minus 152. And the spread here is uh game spread is three and a half at Atman receiving three and a half minus 177, Nicholas Jerry. Uh, giving up three and a half is minus 135. And you can go two and a half as well there, which is uh, a little bit more in favor for you if you want to take Atman here. But Sean thinks that Atman, the, the young, talented French player, is going to give Nicolas Jarry all kinds of problems here in very testing conditions. So Atman, a name for the future and a name for tomorrow. But we're not going to go for him to win. We're going to go for him to, to do well in the first set and take that first set at plus 163. Um, a man for the future and a man for now and a man who's uh, number two in the world, but he's the number one seed here in the absence of world number one, Novak Djokovic. And that's Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz takes on Gregor Berrer, a, a player who made us some money uh, in round one. He got a good win for us. Uh, this match starts at 6.30 a.m. I've uh, got to tell you that Atman match starts a lot earlier than that. It's around about... Uh, 12.30 a.m. So that's in the right, in the sort of hot conditions, whereas this one is a night match, so it's a, bit, a little bit cooler, which should suit Alcaraz. Uh, Alcaraz is a heavy favourite. It's minus 3,335. So if you're new to betting, what that means is you've got to put $3,335 on uh, him to win $100. Um, bit of a risk, really. And Gregor Berrer is plus 1,300 for the win. The spread here is 6.5. Alcaraz uh, given up 6.5 is plus 110. A Berrer receiving six and a half is minus 141, and the total is pitched at 18 and a half. Um, the timing of this match probably would suit um, Alcaraz, but like you say, the, the, the conditions are, are going to be quite testing. The pair have never met before, so he doesn't really know what he's playing. And Berrer's in decent form. Do you see Berrer giving Alcaraz any problems, or is he going to be pretty much plain sailing for the world number two? I think he, Alcaraz will probably win, but these total games lines, they're, they're very, very low, even for someone of Alcaraz's ability. I, you know, I wonder how he's going to shape up here after what he did in Beijing last week against Sinner, which wasn't good at all. I and mean, he had that strapping on his left thigh. Is he fit? Is he not fit? Um, we don't know. He's played 69 matches already in 2023 as Carlos Alcaraz. He only played 70 in the whole season last year. So whatever happens, he's going to be playing more tennis this year than he has before and you got to remember he's still only 20 you, you, you sort of forget that he's he's that young don't you, you kind of feel like he's been around for a long long time but you know his body's still only 20 years old he, he's playing an awful lot of tennis um big time tennis it, it's it you know it does take its toll he's never played this tournament before it is on the quicker side which you know are all are all sort of negatives for me for for Alcaraz I talked last week didn't I about his record of going over the total games in his opening match of best of three set tournaments. And he did it again last week, didn't he? More often than not, he's gone over 18 and a half games, which is the line today. He did that 
exact same thing last week. He went 19 games against um, Yannick Hanfman. So you would certainly think that Barrer, in a, in a, on a quick hard court, is a, is a better player than Hanfman. Um, and Barrer's done well against the decent, the best opposition that he's played in his career against top ten opponents that Barrer's played. Uh, he's been very much in in all of them, really. He lost in a final set tiebreak to Sitsipas on grass in Halle. He lost in two tiebreaks to Holgerun indoors in Montpellier, and in slower conditions, which don't really suit him, he lost six four six three to Felix uh, in Rotterdam. So he's he's not been disgraced by any means against the best opposition that he's ever played. We know he likes the quick conditions. The negative for me is, as you said, there is the um, is the night match. It's not. I don't think that's particularly helpful for for Barrer. But the lean here, it's got to be over 18 and a half total games. It's cashed new, more often than not, as I say, in um, in Alcaraz matches in the opening round of best of three matches. That's a minus 106 chance for Bet Rivers. Yeah, 18 and a half is such a low number. I always like playing 18 and a half, you know, especially matches like this where Barrer is a good server, big server, and Alcaraz, you know, it's quick, but it's going to be, uh, it's, it's still going to be a slowish condition, but it's still a quick court. So 18 and a half there, I, I see very little downside to play the over 18 and a half. So Alcaraz Barrera, the lean there is over 18 and a half. We expect the number two seed to comfortably come through. But, uh, you know, he's not, he's not going to get beat, but we, we expect him to come through there. And so the 18 and a half is definitely of interest to us. Uh, next match is, we have some form on this one. Francis Tiafo up against Lorenzo Sonego. These two have met three times before. They've met this year in Miami. Sonego won very easy, 6-3, 6-4, and a surprise win, really. Uh, in 2022, last year, they went on the Davis Cup. Sonego won that as well. And in the Paris Masters last year, Tiafo uh, won his only victory of the three, 6-4, 6-4 against Sonego. Uh, if you look at the betting here, though, it is a heavy favourite for Francis Tiafo. TFO's had a very, very good year, but he's coming here and not in the best of form since he got beat in the quarterfinal of the US Open by Ben Shell, and he got beat in two shock matches in the Davis Cup, and then he did beat uh, Herkas at the Labour Cup, but really, don't really read much into that. Uh, Lorenzo Sonego as well, he's come through, uh, he got beaten Umber in the first round in Beijing, but he had a, a decent win here in Shanghai in round one. And they look quite good. I know the opponent's uh, Segulik isn't, wasn't the greatest of opponents, but he did what he had to do, and he won quite impressively here. Uh, Lorenzo Sonego is plus 155. Francis Tiafo is minus 195. Um, the props on this one, let's go to find them for you here. Uh, this match starts at 1.50 a.m., and the spread is 2.5. Tiafo giving up 2.5, minus 112. Lorenzo Sonego receiving 2.5 is minus 114, and the total is 22.5. 29 different markets available with Bet Rivers on this match. And if you do place a wager on the match, you'll be able to watch it uh, live streamed on your tablet or your computer or your mobile device from the comfort of your own home. Uh, TFO um, could be one that we could say, well, it's had a long year, ready to sort of sort of give it, give a little bit of rest up and go again for the Australian Open. Yeah, I couldn't back him at this price. Getting on for minus two dollars, not not for me in a matchup that he's not had the best of by any means. Um, is he in a great state of mind after what happened at the US Open where he, he basically admitted that he'd, he'd bottled it against Shelton as favourite? Um, admitted that he couldn't handle the pressure of being the favourite to win that match. Then, as you said, not so good in Davis Cup. Comes here, now he's got to play a guy who's struggled against the head-to-head. Um, the overall stats of the head-to-head, the three matches, they're, they're dead level in terms of re- service points won and return points won tells both guys on 100. So nothing really to split them. TFO's held serve 90% of the time and Sonego's held serve 93% of the time in this matchup. But 
strangely, five of the six sets that they have contested haven't been a tiebreak. They've ended either 6-3 or 6-4. Only one tiebreak out of six sets, which is quite surprising considering they've hailed that that often. And both of them have only won 28% of return points, which is very, very low. So I think there's tiebreaks coming between these two that probably should have played more than the one they've played so far. I definitely couldn't back TFO at, at that price. There's nothing... There's no, there's no upside to that. It's, it's, it's not a good price at all on this matchup against an opponent. He hasn't, he hasn't dominated by any means. He hasn't been able to really get his nose in front in this matchup at all. So, given it's a quick conditions, um, given those stats that are very, very served dominated between these two, you're getting slight plus money about a tie break played in this matchup. Bet Rivers two point one um, plus plus one one zero about a tie break. Look, that looks like the the lean in that match. Yes, uh, just a not a good price on the TFO for me. This. Yeah, so that's one of the bets on the 29 prop bets available with Bet Rivers uh, tiebreak be played in the Francis TFO Lorenzo Sanego match. Uh, Francis TFO, a vulnerable favourite, we think, here at minus 195. He can get the job done, and we probably we think he probably will win, but we wouldn't be betting him at that kind of price. Uh, another favourite that looks a bit flaky to me is Cam Norrie, uh, the Brit. He's minus $2. He opens proceedings at 12.30 a.m. Eastern time, the first match on court up against the American J.J. Wolf. Uh, again, this is going to be quick conditions here, which may not suit Cam Norrie. Uh, the spread is two and a half. Wolf minus, uh, giving up, sorry, starting with two and a half is minus 105. And Norrie giving up two and a half is uh, minus 122. The total here is 22 and a half. If we look at Cam Norrie's form in recent weeks, it's pretty, pretty atrocious, really. Absolutely dreadful in the Davis Cup. He was beat by Arnaldi at the US Open. He beat Polman's in um, Zhuhai. Uh, and then he got beat by Karatsev in the quarterfinals, and then he got beat by Rublev in Beijing in the first round last week. Um, Wolf has already come through a tricky little match. Uh, Kachin in the first round here didn't play that great, but he got through, got the job done. And he also got beat by Arnaldi, the person who beat Murray, uh, sorry, beat Nori at uh, the US Open in the first round of Beijing. Um, Cam Nori, I mean, I think he was a, a player that I was, I was, I was amazed that he was a top 10 player in the world. I was amazed that he reached the semifinals of Wimbledon. I thought he was punching way, way be- better than what he, what his capabilities were. And as it, as it sort of found his out now, or is he just hitting a bit, bit of, of a blip and will bounce back next year? But uh, I don't know. But Jeff Wolf here does look a little bit of value at plus 160. Yeah, I've taken Wolf here. Um, took him at 2.75 earlier on. I think he's a 2.6 plus 160 chance now with Ed Rivers, I think is possibly the odds on that. Just in these conditions... And against a Norrie that's in, as you've said, awful form, you you have to like Wolf's chances if he plays his best game. Um, let's just take a look at what Cam Norrie's done recently. Last three months, uh, stats at main level have also included Davis Cup as well. Norrie's 3-8 win-loss and his service points, one return points, one total is 99. Wolf, in the same time periods, much better win rate, 50% win rate, 6-6 win-loss. And his total is 100. So in the last three months, Wolf playing the better tennis. I and mean, Wolf's not been in fabulous form in the last sort of few weeks in particular. Um, but he's still he's still doing better than Norrie. Since Queen's Club, um, Cam Norrie's only beaten players that are ranked between 83 and 237 in the world. They're the only players he's managed to beat. He's lost 12 of his last 14 matches against top 50 opponents. Wolf is ranked 51. Um, so... It's difficult to be confident about Cam Norrie, isn't it? Particularly in quick conditions. He, he tends to like a, a really bouncy, slow, hard court, like a sort of Indian Wells type court. Uh, this is anything but that. 
If you look at what Jeff Wolf's done in quicker conditions this season, semi-final in Dallas, where it was really quick, should have made the final there, managed to sort of blow his chances against John Isner in the semis there, but it was really quick there. Quarter-finalist on the grass in Eastbourne, even though he's not particularly experienced on the grass. Semi-finals in Atlanta, where it was really quick, and quarter-finals in Washington, D.C. So, similarly to the Barrer bet that we we had the other day, um, this is this is the right conditions, I feel, for Jeff Wolf and not the right conditions for Cam Norrie. Wolf's obviously already had that one match under his belt already, three sets against the Cashin. Um, there's not a lot going for Norrie, for me, at these odds. So, taking, taking Jeff Wolf here to win this match. Yeah, I like that. Plus 160 for JJ Wolf. First match on court, uh, 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Make sure you take that price. Plus 160. I think the money will come for the American in the final match, in the first match of the evening. Remember, all these matches we're talking about here are the early hours of Saturday morning. So they start just gone midnight Eastern Time and run through all the way through to about seven, eight o'clock in the morning when you wake up. So all the way through the night, you can have a bet and you can watch it on your mobile device. Uh, the final match is actually probably the one that I think will be the most entertaining one to watch, actually. Artur Fields, the young Frenchman. A lot of young, talented French players coming through at the moment. We've spoken about three of them here already. Uh, he's up against Alessandro Davidovich Fikina. Um, they've met twice before. Davidovich Fikina has won them both. He won at Wimbledon uh, this year. Very easy, 7-6-6-1-6-2. And he also won at the French Open. But I think at Wimbledon this year, wasn't it the week before Fields won in Lyon? Did he win in Lyon the week before Wimbledon? That was... The, the week before the French Open. The French Open. So the French yeah. Open match they got they played and yeah, he was uh, knackered, yeah. He was actually yeah, yeah. shattered and, and David Obichkina won that as well, but in four sets. But that was before he won in Lyon. So that may be a, a little bit reason why the talented Frenchman didn't perform. These are two great players on their day. Uh, David Obichkina obviously is the favourite because he's he's a the senior player and he's got the better uh, caliber and better caliber. He's, he's got the the more proven the CV. Uh, but he's uh, I, 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 well overwhelmed with favourite on the spread here. Three and a half he has to give up. He's plus 115. Artur Fields uh, plus three and a half. He's minus 148. And the total is 22 and a half. I think this will be a good one if you want to watch this month. If you're watching a game, I think I was, if I was choosing one to watch, I think I'd be waiting up till, what is it? It's 12.35, another early start. But I think I'd wait up to just go midnight, watch this one and uh, enjoy it. Yeah, it should be a cracking match this. As you said, Feast was fatigued when they met at the French Open. It was only two days after he won the title in Lyon. And it was a long old scrap as well, Lyon. I think that the final was a, a really long match as well. So clearly fatigued when he when he faced um, Davidovich and still won a set. He also had injury problems when they met at Wimbledon. He'd had, um, I can't remember what it was, some sort of leg injury. I think he'd had at the early stages of the grass season. He's not, he's not experienced on grass anyway, Feast. So I think this head-to-head is... A little bit misleading. I think I think Fies is is going to be more competitive this time. Played really well against Kotov in round one, and there isn't much between it between the two of them really on the um, twenty twenty three stats at main level on all, all surfaces. Exactly the same win rate, fifty six percent. Slight edge to, to Davidovich Fakina in terms of service points one and return points one hundred and two total for him, a hundred for Fies. So a bit of an advantage for Davidovich. That's why he's favourite. But I think he's a a little bit short. Um, Feast obviously has the advantage of having played several matches here already, you know, through qualities. Um, I don't think Davidovich could have asked for a much tougher first round, uh, first match mm. in this tournament than than this one. He could certainly could have had a, an awful lot of easier matches than this. You never really know with Davidovich, do you? He, he, you know, he, he started great, didn't he, last week against Zverev? Started brilliant, should have won that first set against Zverev and then just he barely won a game after that. He just completely collapsed, which... He does tend to do, but for me, I think over 22 and a half games 
it feels like the right bet. I, I could even go over sets. I could see this one going the full distance. Over 22 and a half to minus um, 110 chance of Bet Rivers. Yep, over 22 and a half. Artur Fields against Alessandro Develos Rikina. It's the first match on court. I'm not quite sure if it's Senate court, but it's about three games starting at 12.30, but you'll be able to watch them all on the Bet Rivers website, no matter what court it is. Hey, place a bet and enjoy the match. This one promises to be a classic. Just a little bit of an update here uh, from the Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. We'll be back next week looking ahead to this tournament. It progresses into the latter state, in the middle of next week. Obviously, the timings are different. And then from the following week, we'll be back to normal on a Sunday, we'll be previewing the tournament in Antwerp and in Stockholm. And Sean will be in attendance at the European Open over in Antwerp. Looking forward to getting away again, Sean. Yeah, it's another city that I've never been to, Antwerp. I've been to Brussels a couple of times, but never been to, to Antwerp. So, yeah, always, always keen to see a new city and a new tournament. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you can follow Sean's adventures over in Antwerp and all the content available on our socials at Because We Win on Twitter and also on Instagram. And remember, you have to download this podcast, please, if you could do. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's a tennis betting podcast, and we want to high, go up higher on those uh, podcast charts if we possibly can. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which, uh, which is getting a great amount of support on our YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios. We get all the shows on the tennis as well as the soccer and the cricket. It's the Cricket World Cup currently, and we have two handicappers, Ed Hawkins and John Wright, who are probably the best uh, cricket brains in the world, and they are on. very lucky to have them on the channel, and they're giving you their advice on the Cricket World Cup. So all the cricket content, all the soccer content, and obviously all the tennis content is available on the YouTube channel. Uh, Sean, before I let you go, to give us a quick, quick recap of what your uh, bets are for this weekend. Yeah, Jeff Wolf to beat Cam Norrie. That's a 2.6 plus 160 chance for Bet Rivers. And the other one was Terence Atman to win the opening set against Nicholas Jerry, which is a plus 163 chance for Bet Rivers. So they are. They are our official picks. Just to let you know, uh, Roman Safflin is 4-2 up with a break against Alexander Zverev and is currently trading minus 129. We took him at plus there you go. 205. So let's hope we can uh, cash that one and end what has been another brilliant week here of tennis tipping from Sean Calvert on the uh, game bet match. Uh, Sean, what, anything planned for the weekend? The usual, watching my boy play football training on Saturday, watching him play a match on Sunday, um, trying to get some sort of down to, it's supposed to be really nice weather this weekend. It's supposed to be about 25 yeah. degrees tomorrow. It's very so nice. Maybe a bit of redder than I am at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a bit of late night, uh, late summer um, sunbathing is in order. That's um, just, just relaxing, really. And then obviously watching the matches in Shanghai and getting ready for next week. Hopefully cheering on her cash, who I think has got a, a decent chance now with the draw. Yeah, draws open that for her cash. And obviously, Umber as well is in action tomorrow. He's our 80 to 1 pick as well. We haven't touched his match there, but he's in action tomorrow to check out his chances as well. For me, I'm going to see an Elton John tribute act tomorrow night. Uh, anyway, of course so, you are. Yeah. <laughs> an, Elton, an Elton John tribute act. So that should be quite good. Is anyway, that the same place he saw the Tina Turner tribute? Yes, yes, yes. Is you know, it? And three days later, you know, happens to Tina Turner. So Elton John, you, you're, you're banging trouble. Yeah, afraid, watch it. Watch, watch it, Sir it. Elton. Uh, Sean, have a great weekend. Take care. Good luck with your bets, everybody. And Thank that you. has been this latest edition of Game Bet Match for this week. We're back next week and hopefully cashing more tickets. Take care.